everybody. This is Alex, and I am glad that you are listening to the Matt and Alex show. And I am Alex, and this person is... Hey, I'm Matt. (laughs) I'm going to start practicing how to do intros to podcasts. But hey, we are super excited. This is our... Oh, thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. This is our third episode. I know. And we're really excited. We're moving along. I don't know. There's not many things that I, after a couple of times, I just sort of give up. So I'm really excited that I'm pushing through. Yeah, we're, yeah. Because of you, Matt. Oh, you I, don't my... I don't We're just, you know, <laughs> that's fine. If when I, no, it's good. This is, yes, it's fun. Actually. But it's fun. I'll tell you, it's fun because yeah. it's been fun getting text messages from friends and uh, getting your messages on Facebook from, from some of you guys. And it's just sort of fun to have these conversations and, and that you jump into these conversations. That's sort of what we're doing. This is a podcast where we talk about uh, sort of things that, Matt and I, we, we love, you know, and, and, and centered mm-hmm. around uh, good theology about Jesus and then uh, rock and roll and then some modern events or yeah. also other things like in the world that keep popping up on Facebook. What's this thing? I don't even know. It looks like it's part of the matrix for me where I see these like random graphs of green squares and gray squares and yellow. It squares. looks a lot like um, the, the, Oh, textiles or what, the whatever those things are called that like my kids used to do math when they were like, yes. you know, in like kindergarten and first grade, these little blocks. Yeah. And there's like, there's like what? There's black. Is it? I don't even know. There's green. You've seen the blocks. I have. We're talking about, is it wor- Wordle? Talking? Wordle. I yeah. can't even say it correctly. Not to I, be confused with, I think, a Pokemon, Squirtle. That's true. Right. I'm glad that absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, if you get the right card in Pokemon, you never have to work again. It's oh. 500,000. Yeah. Okay. Cards yeah. Are expensive, I didn't know anyway. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do Squirtle, like Squirtle though. though. Squirtle might be my favorite Pokemon. I don't know. He just seems like he just seems kind of fun, like lovable. I love learning things about you, Matt. But Wordle, have you played this game, Matt? Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make it. Okay. I'm going to make a confession. Um, I, I got it on my phone, Good. but I, it doesn't, I, it doesn't look like I don't, I don't have any blocks. I'm right now. I've got five letters that I have to like make words out of in like a super short amount of time. And I have to get a certain amount of points or something to go to the next level. So I don't know if I'm just not wordle elite enough yet. I haven't reached the, the 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 block stage or so is the point you have to like something with words I'm assuming uh yeah 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 right. you don't know anything about it I know nothing I because this is I you have, haven't I seen to, any no I've seen people okay. posting stuff and I'm like wow I I don't know I like with games I have such a like addictive I can I can be really addicted to like I have the only game that I have on my phone is NBA jams <laughs> that's it that's the only game I have yeah. on my phone. Uh, I play Mario Golf on the Switch with my kids, uh-huh. and that's that's as much as gaming as I am because mm-hmm. I know that if not, like I almost failed out of college because of Tony Hawk skateboarding that video game on N sixty four. I literally, yeah. I like literally. Think of how like, epic of a story that would be! You could write a book on that. That I mean, it was because. I mean, you you remember how much fun that game was? I mean, right? it was Did a you... fun game. 
Yeah. To me, it was like the best game ever. And I couldn't, I would literally come back from class and I would just start playing it. And we had like a suite and we just, and I just playing it and I would dream and, and I would dream in Tony Hawk skating. And so then I know I, and then I got grades back and realized. And then they woke you up from that dream. Yeah, it woke me up from the dream really quick. So I've always been scared of games, but anyway. But we're but this one, this game sounds like it makes you smarter. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a you know it's a word game. Apparently, I felt like I, I recognize this. It's not. It's pretty. It's a new phenomenon, right? I mean, this is a new. Yeah, thing. I don't know if you know. So I heard some of the story about it. it this like, uh, techie guy, for for a gift for his significant other, for his girlfriend, he created this game like for her as like a Valentine's gift or something, or as like a, no way. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's, it's blown up and everyone feels the need to post their Wordle yeah. experiences, you know, in all the places. And uh, is there, is there like, you get more points as you go? I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I, mine, I'm, I guarantee, I think I guarantee. That what I that I downloaded the right app because it's, yeah. but I don't. My game does not look like what everybody else is talking about with having to guess letters. Think of like. So clearly, we're the two people who are supposed to be talking about this. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yes. But we want to learn about it. Super. Good. I know. I know. So if someone can tell I, me if I'm, I don't know. I am am I almost there or because the, the sort of the wheel of fortune style of that game seems like kind of interesting to me be a, just like fun little thing you know for a couple minutes to do but uh, that's not what i'm not i don't know i don't know maybe i'm, I'm not fascinated there. it's always fun to me though to see like uh like the social media the games that end up on social media like you know what i mean like remember farmville right yeah. Candy Crush. Like, oh, Candy Crush. I will admit that I just I just re-download can't downloaded Candy Crush like mm-hmm. couple. because your goal for 2022 is to be more productive. So you got you downloaded. Yeah, so there's a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah, in Candyland. <laughs> Remember that game? That you have to I gotta get. So it's yeah, it's like it's serious work. So <laughs> well anyway. Hey, um, uh, did you watch well, any did you watch any football last weekend? I watched the I watched more football this last weekend than probably combined the yeah. entire of the NFL season. Yep. It I think was yep. so four amazing games, uh, all decided by, well, I mean, I mean, a field goal, right? I mean, yeah. I, the last game, yeah, scored, yeah, yeah. I scored right. touchdown to win, but like, but, you know, just like down to the last minute, down to the wire and man, yep. I, it was fun. I think the games I watched the most were the the Buffalo and the Chiefs game. That yeah, that was that amazing ending. Yeah, just crazy. Shout out, yeah, shout out to Seth Knackers. He's a Bills fan, pastor friend, but yeah, feeling that still, one. I would imagine. Still, I mean, still praying he, for him. You know, you know, I think he made the point, and I would agree that the last oh fifteen seconds or whatever of that game were pretty poorly managed by the Bills. They were. Yeah, like 13, it, it was 13 seconds. 13 seconds, and I don't know. I but don't know what their thought process is. They were playing so far off, and as if they had to score a touchdown, and they just had to get a field. I don't know. Weird. It was weird. It was but weird. But also epic. So, so you know, I would like to see 
Um, all right. So who's left then? Let's let's, let's make our let's make our Super Bowl prediction. Yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. Well, let's. Okay, so so have, who's left? Yeah, Cincinnati. You have playing the Chiefs. Playing the Chiefs. And, and the, the 49ers playing play. the. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's also in California. Oh, the Rams. So yeah. Okay. So I have a little, you know, I've got a soft spot for uh, Matt Stafford because he suffered through the Detroit Lions. Your Michigan, your Michigan ties, yes, for a long time. And so I would, I would, um, I would like to suffered through. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He suffered through that time, and he never really complained about it, right? Yeah, not really. Like he, no, not really. He just got. He just kind of went out there and played. I think, you know. Yeah. And and they are terrible. They are terrible. That's yeah. terrible. And now he's uh now he's one game away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm I would like to see the Rams beat the wait, who did they 49ers. play? Oh, 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I would like, yep. Yeah. And then I would I would like to see Cincy beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And Probably, I think you know, I... that would be a really fun Super Bowl. Um who but that's kind of, and then I'll let you know my pick. What's what do you see as the Super Bowl, and who's gonna, who's your pick? Well, I mean, I like what you're saying. The only reason it's hard for me to root for the Rams is that uh, I have my cousins grew up in St. Louis. My cousin, my cousin was a huge Rams fan, so I feel bad. You know, like they leave St. Louis and then they end up back in. Wait, does Super that mean Bowl. you? Wait, did you say that means you want to root against them? Yeah, in oh. some ways, but oh. I also have that. I have that. I not. I don't. I think as a person growing up, when I've grown up, and the 49ers and Joe Montana and Steve yeah. Young, they're always winning. So like, uh, and they had some good players but, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think I'm going to go. What I think is what I would like, and what I think it'll be will be the Rams and the Bengals. I think. I, I mean, I'm probably wrong. I think the Chiefs are. Patrick Mahomes just proved that he was. I mean, that's going to, I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Like Bengals Chiefs could be, well, I mean, all, all, both these games could really just be. I was talking to a good friend of mine too yesterday and he's like, the Colts are doomed, right? Like, look how stacked the AFC is like, oh my gosh. But I saw, um, Ursay made, I don't know if you saw this. There yeah. Where he was like a tweet. Yeah. So obviously the importance of having an Epic, you know, franchise quarterback is key to winning in the playoffs in this league. Yeah. And everyone went, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, so I'm going to say, I think it's going to be Ram. I want it to be. And I'm just going to say, that's what I think though. Honestly, I, 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 I kind of like you, I kind of think the chiefs are going to beat the Bengals, but I'm going to say it's going to be Rams Bengals in the super bowl, which would be great to see two random teams that we haven't seen in a long be. time. Yeah. And then I think Burrow and the, and the Bengals are, I think they win it. It'd be pretty fun. That's what I, uh, yeah, I just think that's cool that you grew up in Southern Ohio and I know you love Ohio. Yeah. But like, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. but no, but, um, but, uh, but then to be anyway, so, but yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I, I was, I was hanging out at home with, with my, uh, and watching football so yep. not too bad so yeah anyway. it's pretty uh pretty i think 
It was good. It was worth it was hanging good. out, watching some games. I think it's we good. have. It's a, amazing to see. It's amazing to see how some football teams have been transformed just by a few different decisions. Yep. Know? Yeah. Bengals are one of those. So. It could maybe it could give uh, the church a little bit of hope in some ways. Um, I think we could have a new segment. I don't know. Just tell me what you think. Um, I don't know what we would call it, but <laughs> <laughs> listener limericks i don't know i like alliteration a lot but listener input listener feedback listener something um and so uh because i think we have kind of a funny a funny one to share a little bit and so and we you know we want to hear from from you guys our listeners and um so we have one from a fellow listener and a fellow matt matt swisher talking about his first concert he said yeah Uh, remember last episode we talked about our first concerts he said his first concert was Cornerstone Christian Music Festival in 1997. Yes, rock and yep. roll. Yep. I bet you there were some good bands in 97 there. Yeah, I wonder who was there. That would be interesting to, to, to know, to find out the yeah. lineup. Yeah. Um, he also <laughs> mentions that it was uh, the first time that he ever smelled pot. There you go. So, uh, you know. Rock on, I guess. Cornerstone Christian yeah. Music Festival 97 and um, some things that maybe make the show even better, I guess. I don't know. So that's what I've heard. Oh, but, yeah. um, I wish I, w- I never was able to go to that one. And I always wish I would have. I can't say I recall much ever. I don't know. I don't recall ever hearing that's about some, it. Maybe I, I just did. remember that's where my friends would go and like Pedro the Lion and Damian Gerardo. So you had some like those and under starflyer 59 so here you go cornerstone 97 i think it was star here's some here's some shows so okay anyway interesting if petra's not there then i'm out you're out yeah i'll go see petra um so anyway yeah you know let's Oh, yeah. jo- Joy Electric. Do you remember that band, Joy Electric? Mm, I feel like it sounds of sort of familiar. Roadside Monument. So they, they had a, that's what I always loved about Cornerstone. Was sort of the, I mean, I, I was always interested in it, that they had the sort of the independent Christian bands, I guess you could say that. The Iron, the, was it, uh, what was that, what was that uh, record label? I don't know, but tooth you made me Tooth think... and Nail. Tooth and Nail. Okay. Like nail on Tooth, I don't You know. made me think of what uh something i might mention earlier for what's new there you go oh perfect it all comes together yeah, yeah, yeah. well hey one of the parts of one of the segments that we always do is we want to talk a little bit theology yeah. and one of the things that matt and i have conversations about often is, is this theology of transformation one thing i always say matt is a theology without transformation is no theology at all uh, the reason we b- believe in in jesus is because we believe that he can radically transform us he's in the redemptive work he's a redeemer and so transformation is a big thing, but the problem is, is that sometimes we don't know how to articulate that the best. And, and sometimes people articulate that they're for Jesus by the things that they are against. Or Yeah, I think. That, and, and the reality is, is that when we talk about transformation, right, it's a, it's a talking about what we are for. What, what, what is this all about? And uh, I think it's, it's a good way to begin to talk about uh, living what does it mean to live for Jesus and to live in this transformed life? Yeah. I think um, part of, you know, a number of conversations that, that you and I've had over the years and certainly recently have been 
along that lines of, you know, wanting to be one, wanting to be known to, you know, to be for something like it's, it's exhausting and it's played out and it's not helpful. I would say it's not healthy to just constantly be talking about what we're against. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's, I just don't think that's helpful. Uh, and so yeah. it would be, and, and, and that can go for in, in any aspect of our lives and, you know, especially, but especially I think in the church and um, where it's, I personally, I just don't want to be a part of, I want to be a part of a movement that is, that articulates what, what we're for. Uh, and so that just seems more, it seems more interesting. It means it seems more exciting. It seems more engaging. It seems healthier. Uh, it, all of those things, I think, as opposed to the, um, you know, here are all the things that we're against or I don't, I don't want to. I think you're I, right. You know. And I think even when you talk about, like, even when we look at, I guess, would you say the red letters in the Bible, the, the things that Jesus says is always for what it's always like, what he's for us to do, you know, like mm -hmm. love your neighbor, you know, and care for the poor and, and be, be, be compassionate towards those who are, who are weak, you know, you know, and it's, I think, I think that's the, be the salt of the earth, you know, and these are the, th you know, these are the things that we have. And unfortunately, I think most we have, we've created, and I think sometimes we've adjusted to the stereotype of what Christianity is about. And a lot of people, I think their, their first lens of what Jesus, or, you know, in some ways is like the Westboro Baptist, you know, the, the people who are just filled with so much anger, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they stand on the side of roads and and yeah, just like yelling and, at people and 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 i think that's the the thing and it's clearly they're they're indicating what they're against you know they're not for certain things and and and, and i don't think a theology is ever to be a, a sense of of uh, talking about theology there's never supposed to be a sense of bullying you know no absolutely you shouldn't have a, a church shouldn't have a bullying mentality and yet and i think we Unfortunately, we've unfortunately, um, I think in maybe the last few decades, that has been an issue, you know, and, and now I think what we really have to stand firm in is what we're for. And when we begin to see what, what Jesus is for, oh my gosh, it's a beautiful message. It's, it's the redeeming work of, it's the redeeming work of, that God intended to take place in this world, you know. Yeah, I think it's easy. Honestly, I think it's easier to to talk about what you're against. It, like those, oh, that's, that's so good, Matt. You yeah. know, it's just easier to do. Like, there's no. It can become more black and white. When yeah, you start talking and there's about little. You know, there's little effort that has to be done. I think in in order to do that. Whereas I think the work of transformation, which we talked about, of wanting to be for, like that's what we want to be about. Um, it's harder. It just, it's a lot harder mm -hmm. to, to speak about what you're for. And then, and then also to live that out. Like that's a harder thing. And, and as a, you know, you and I have talked about, like, as you just mentioned, I think it's easier to talk about what we're against because, or people think they do that because it is easier because it ends up being more black and white. And I think 
sometimes yeah. the the four starts to it starts to bleed into the gray i think in some regards mm -hmm. of how to live that out and um and the gray can be an uncomfortable place to be yeah and but also don't a really think, beautiful place don't you think that's where jesus hung out a lot in his earthly ministry was in places of gray you know and yeah and i think he was able and and yet and that's what i i i love is that he was able to hang out in some of those places and then really point to a to truth but this is where we're at but this is where truth is and that's the beauty mm -hmm. of transformation right you know like it's it is you know it's this change that takes place right sort of i mean it's what you can as we're talking about I mean, that's what, in essence, that's what repent is, right? Repent is not this like, oh, repent, blah, blah, blah. repent is seeing the change that God has created in you. Yeah. And when we can approach people that we don't think the same politically, we don't think the same economically, we don't think the same uh, in, in other ways, but when we can approach them through the eyes of God, I think, and with the eyes of God and to be able to have that, that heart of filled with love, we begin to see really what we actually are all for together you know because cl clearly throughout scripture you know we see that that god is one of wanting unity between his from his people and, and unity and, and caring for the least of these and uh and and wanting and desiring to see them be radically transformed by jesus and one of the things that god clearly makes clear is that he doesn't like division either you know Division is, is the downfall. And so when we begin to see, uh, begin to see that division uh, in our nation and in the church and in relationships take place, we begin to see not what is the desire of God's heart. And so when we can be people who speak for what Jesus is about and it's all about like coming together and loving people and and, and wanting us to be transformed and changed and that, you know, that this is what Jesus is all about. It becomes a really, to me, it becomes a real, that's where we can have conversations, you yeah. know, when we don't just begin to choose, pick and choose what issues we want to talk about. Uh, but boy, uh, when we can start saying, but this is, these are some like hard, like very like unity, love, like uh, transformation. When we can talk about those, like, let's see how this is what we're for. It's, yeah. And I think those are, those are, those are, um, those are ideas. Those are concepts. Those are things that I think humanity wants to hold on to like that. Mm -hmm. There's a, um, th that you can talk about those things in a way that doesn't have to be churchy, you know, that can be, yeah. uh, accessible and, and can lead to those kind of conversations that can, can really open up to, so many other things and so many other opportunities and potential and um and that's like you said and, and and i think that's where as you and i have talked about wanting to be for those are the kind of things we want to we want to be for we want to be known to be for these things as opposed to being known for being against all these different things um that's so easy for people to get you know kind of get hung up on yeah yep so I think that's something that it's good to strive for, right? I mean, it's good to like, when we can put that kind of like focus in, like that helps, I think the local church, like it helps my leadership, helps the local church's leadership. Then it helps like, you know, as you go out from that circle. But I also think it helps 
then in having those conversations with your friends or the people that you meet out in the business world or in the nonprofit world that have opinions. I mean, a lot, everybody has an opinion on God. I think that's a fading opinion because it's become an opinion based upon uh, whatever information they've received. So it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's not an educated opinion. I, 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 there's a lot of Christians who don't have an educated opinion on who God is, but like, I'm just saying that, but I think it helps us with that strong foundation of being able to move forward when we can go in and say, but this is what we are for. Yep. And what is your opinion on this? Well, this is what we're for. I think we can come back right with that, but this is what we're for. Uh, we believe in transformation. I call it, because I can also say with a, a theology that isn't involving transformation is often just a preschool theology, right? Oh, you're good just the way you are. Well, it takes the beauty of what Jesus is all about away. Yeah. Like Jesus came to like redeem us and transform us and move us into what he has called us to become. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. That and I think, awesome. I think the, in my opinion, the reality of humanity, and I would say, if we're honest with ourselves, I would, I believe the majority of people don't want to stay the way they are. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think that there's this, uh, there's this desire to, to be better, to do more, yeah. to, to go deeper, to uh, these, you know, have these relationships that are, uh, that are real, that are, you know, genuine. And um, I wonder how much, you know, uh, I mentioned last episode that I had, had reread and finished reading uh, in the name of Jesus by Henry Nowen. And I, I thought this quote was kind of interesting as we were talking about transformation. And in the book, he sort of, he, he specifically talks to Christian leaders, but I think it's, you know, it's broader and it's bigger than just wh whoever that might be. But with that, he, he talks about this idea of, of vulnerability and, and I couldn't help but make the connection between transformation and vulnerability that in order for transformation to happen, one of the, I believe one of the elements that's needed is, is vulnerability. Like, are we willing to be open to be transformed? And he says, I am, a, I'm deeply convinced that the Christian leader of the future, which he wrote this, you know, years ago, uh, is called to be completely irrelevant and to stand in this world with nothing to offer, but his, her own vulnerable self. That is the way that Jesus came to reveal God's love. God's love. God loves us not because of what we do or accomplish, but because God has created and redeemed us in love and has chosen us to proclaim that love as the true source of whole of all human life. Like what a, I don't know. I was, um, I was struck by that idea of, again, as I think about transformation mm -hmm. and things that we want to be for this vulnerability and of, of ourselves mm -hmm. and how that can, you know, our own personal transformation, as well as the way in which that can create a community or, or a safe space or a place for people to, to come together and, and be vulnerable themselves. And, um, and then I think there, hopefully, you know, we, we pray and then experience that transformation that only, you know, Christ is able to do in us. Yeah. Cause that's it. I don't, that's like, that sounds exciting to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be about yeah, transformation. Like, yeah. I want to, yeah. that's, yeah. let's do that. Let's be about that. Yeah. You know, here's that what sounds I, great. 
here's what I'm for, right? Well, what are you against? I don't care. This is what I'm for, transformation. Yeah. And I don't even know what that looks like necessarily yeah. or, you know, but like, uh, yeah, it's there. Yeah. And it's that's what I think that's what like, right. I think in the, when God created us to be like moving forward, like that's, a, and the, but the, the trick, well, not the trick, but what he wants us to be is transformed by him as we move forward. And so some of us were like, I moved forward. I did all this. I did what my kids, my high school guidance counselor told me to do. I did what my parents told me to do. I did what my boss told me to do. And now you're sitting in, you know, 500,000 square foot house with your, your boat and your car. And you're like, but I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I think, and that's just the worldly example. I think sometimes we've done that in the church and with our faith. Yeah. Without question. And then, and then instead of being just like, because shouldn't the gospel be exciting? Yes. Should living with Jesus be like thrilling? Uh Uh-huh. Should joy be filled in all that we do? Absolutely. So don't be a grouch. Right. (laughs) You know, it doesn't mean bad things will happen. I'm not saying that, but like, come on, like, you know, the glory of the Lord is upon us. And like, it's a cool, powerful thing uh, and a good life to, and it's the life to live. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, no, I agree. I mean, the church, I think. Oh, we could talk about it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll say, I think the church has to move away from the wagging of the finger and instead to extending the hand, right? Move away from Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> and uh, moving into, yes. I don't even know. So yeah. anyway, but yeah, you're right, man. So, well, cool. We could talk about transformation so long because it is such a beautiful thing to be able to think about and, and to, and to yep. really step into and live, but we want and we will to, more, we will, you know, it will. We will It'll more because it, it's the two of us and we love yeah. it. So, but let's move into our final segment. Dun, 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 dun. That's the music. We just queued it up, uh-huh. queued it up. And uh, we always like talking uh, yeah. about what's new. Just There's something new, in. something new, something to recommend. And one mm-hmm. thing that I did while I was watching football this weekend was that I read the new autobiography by David Grohl, who is how I refer to him as the drummer of Nirvana. How a lot of people refer to him as the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, uh, but David Grohl. I, I picked this. Uh-huh. I got to ask for this book for Christmas. Got it. Jackpot. My list. My dreams came true. But uh, I got it because for me, it's that sort of that timeline of my life. Even though he's 11 years older than I am, timeline of my life of listening to music from the early 90s to mm-hmm. currently, and uh, just really an interesting book for for as I always say, I'm a product of of flannel and grunge i learned about jesus on a flannel board and i wore flannels in the 90s (laughs) you know and so um but uh but it was just sort of it was just sort of fun it was one that where you know the bit i think the most exciting part for me in reading that book was him at 17 years old dropping out of high school uh trying out for his favorite local punk band outside of dc you know scream and uh and making it and then just living out of a van and a sleeping bag for the first few years up until then uh sounds like teen spirit came out pretty yeah. much you know getting that call to be with you know him and kurt cobain just yeah pretty much living off of corn so what was the cigarettes like, what were, were there any you know was there a was there one i don't know takeaway from from your time reading the book that you sort of uh i think you know for me what was really cool and he's such a fun rock star i think he he crosses a lot. He helps cross a lot of boundaries, you know, like with 
just the way he is always amazed by stuff. I think he just does a lot of fun things. But um, one of the takeaways is that he's like, just live, you know, he said at one moment, he was about to go out and play for President Obama and Paul McCartney. Uh, like it was a honorary of McCartney, but it was just the two of them in a small room, right? In the White House. And he was all nervous. And then he just sort of said, you know what? It's not a mistake that I got here. And he, and he could say that by this time of the mm, book, because right. man, I don't know. I He worked for every ounce of what he's gotten, like right, yeah. hardworking guy. Yeah. And uh he said, you know, and so I think that was sort of that part, especially like, like, yeah, you know, like, you don't be surprised while you're in a situation that you're in and, and don't be nervous, enjoy it, take it all in. So I think that was sort of it, you know, I guess. Yeah, that no, was that's good. Like he also said at one point, like, and I wish I, I, I wish I need to memorize this quote, but they were like trying to throw something together with the, some other bands and like, they had a phrase that said, well, just, let's just grunge it. You know, I <laughs> like that. I've never heard that before. Like, eh, we'll just grunge it, you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> I think that was pretty fitting, but but it was a really interesting read. Uh, was, is it a re- uh, is it a, a read you recommend? Would you recommend this to our listeners? I would recommend it. Uh, I read it. It was a pretty quick read too, because there's just some fun and fun stories. I mean, yeah. mind you, it is a it's a, he is a rock star, so he uses rock star language and uh, sure. And uh, yeah, for sure. But there, I mean, it, you I, same kind of language you use when you preach, right? And but I thought there'd be more about Nirvana. There, there wasn't that much about Nirvana. But then again, I'm reminded that he joined the band in September or that Smells Like Teen Spirit came out in September of 91, which he helped record. Um, and then Kurt Cobain, of course, killed himself in the spring of 94. So Nirvana had such a yeah. short life of a band as they were together, obviously Nirvana. It's interesting. You talk, ask kids if they've heard of Nirvana, they'll say yes. And you say, who's Kurt Cobain? They have no idea who Kurt Cobain is. Yeah. So it's sort of interesting. Kids these stuff. days. Kids these days. So, but you just think when we were, you know, for that decade of the nineties, Kurt Cobain was a household name. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. But, Anyway. Um, for me, the what's new yeah. actually uh, came to mind when you were talking about the Cornerstone concert or whatever, Music Fest or whatever that is. You know how there's um those bands who are like too like secular for Christian radio, but too yes. Christian-y for <laughs> secular radio. Is that, did I say yes. that right? Like, I've heard of yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and I don't, maybe there's a term for that. I don't know what, what it is, but a band that uh, comes to mind for me, that's quite good. And I don't know that they're, I've seen them a couple times. I don't know that it's been a while uh, over the Rhine. Yeah. Oh, one of the greatest. One of the greatest uh, just very, very good. That's showing off your Taylor heritage. Right um, and uh, well, it's just, you know, they're, they, uh, they played lots of different places and um, they're just kind of that. I don't know. I feel like they kind of, it's a tough, I would imagine like as an artist, it just would be a really tough spot to be. You're like too indie for like going, you know, for blowing up, but like, mm-hmm. you're also too indie for being like churchy and you're just in this yeah. weird, like purgatory spot of like, we just make really good music and we're just yeah gonna be in this kind of middle place where we're never really gonna like take off real i mean Mm -hmm. 
They you know what I mean? It. Like, you, you know. They've done this for their life. And they miss but, their living. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. But so anyways, that's, that's what uh, that came to mind for me when you were talking about that. Yeah. Oh, man. They do a festival every year. And they're like in a farm. Oh. And you just go and camp there. Probably could fish. Uh-huh. And then listen to some rock and roll. So, well. Well then. How about that? So you just fishing and listening to the concerts. Yeah. You're like you'd be like a little glimpse of heaven. I mean, you know? yeah. I could just stand so, there on the bank and like fish while there's like live music going on. Yeah. Would that right scare fish? Me? See, I don't even understand. I feel like that would scare yeah. the fish away. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, well hey, hey, this is the end of like this is I feel like we're just here we go. Hey, if there's ever anything that you think we should talk about, you just send us a message and we'll we'll attempt to talk about it. We yeah, can let hard, us know. We are in the process of getting some guests join us. And so um, we're looking at that. So maybe in the next few episodes, you might hear a third voice in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that should be uh, something fun uh, to, to continue to follow. But hey, we would love it if you just help spread the word. We, we enjoy doing this. If you have yeah, some it's friends. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, in your congregation, if you think that'd be fun to join the congregation, have, have them join along and, and, and we'll be good. I don't know, congregation. That's clearly I'm a pastor. If you have friends in a congregation. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, <laughs> that's how I talk. that could be fine too, blah, but blah, also blah, anyone. Blah, blah. Yeah. Any yeah, anyone. coworkers. Well, I was any, referring to congregation you know, as anyone. Right. That's what oh, I'm saying. I'm, oh, my, right, right, I'm right. my dorkiness there. Right. In the congregation of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes because that's what i mean we have a good time as you can tell alex and i have a good time together and um but but we also really have fun hearing from you and uh yeah that's the best and so so thank you thanks for thanks for checking us out thanks for for listening and uh here's to some more good good things to come yep we'll see you guys next time have a great day all right we'll catch you later till then